Yo, yo, this is Calvin, your host from the Crypto Drip. This is episode zero, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Goose, as we talk about crypto and what brought us into this space. All these episodes are recorded live in our private Discord channel, which you can join for free by going to thecryptodrip.com slash join and subscribe. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Uh, welcome, everybody. This is the uh, first uh, pre-episode. It's not actually like the first episode of the Crypto Drip. This is more like an introductory. Uh, just kind of give a little bit of uh, background and introduction to myself and uh, the Mr. Goose, which, of course, I'm going to ask you a question about where the goose came from. Um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. Um if you guys have any questions, please uh, post it in the episode chat channel. Uh, for those who are listening on the podcast later, this is we record these live um, and they're in the Discord channel. Um, and you can talk to each other and talk to us. And hopefully in the future, we'll be doing some AMAs. So it's going to be fun. Um, but first, uh, let's just start right off the bat and let's go with uh, Mr. Goose. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into crypto. Man, so I got into crypto. My well, let's start with here. My initial purchase um, was definitely Bitcoin back in 2016, um, and I actually still think it's somewhere on a Coinbase account on an email address that I completely forgot. But it was like two hundred fifty dollars worth, and I never, I never accessed it ever since then. But I remember my. Um, my uh, my dad was the one who told me about this, you know, weird, you know, internet money. And he was like, you know what, I'll start one for you and you should buy it. And then so, so I did um, and, and never really touched it or thought about it ever since then. Now, at the time I was in college studying finance Um trying to get my BA and, and taking a little bit of an interest in, in financial theory. Um, I ended up dropping out, pursuing software development, moved to San Francisco, um, took a boot, a boot camp for full stack web development, uh, did that for a little while, did some free, freelance projects. Um, and then over time, I also fell out of love with that, became a real estate agent. I did that for about three years. Um, now we're closing in on around uh, March of 2020, as we all know, the infamous liquidity crisis and COVID-19. And basically, I was, you know, the entire real estate industry was just kind of on its heels. Uh, more importantly, the commercial side, which is where I was focusing, especially in a big city like San Francisco. And, you know, I had saved up a, a decent amount of money and... I, I don't remember exactly how I got back into crypto, but I remember watching a video about Bitcoin literally probably three days after um, March 12th or, or after everything dropped, probably because it was in the news. And it's good timing. Yeah, it was actually perfect timing. And, and I, I constantly have to humble myself into not thinking that I'm a genius, but to remind myself that it was a combination of just pure luck and opportunity. Right. And I went pretty much all in like a complete noob on Robinhood and bought a bunch nice. of Bitcoin. Yeah. And, 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 you know, as I started to go down the rabbit hole, um, 
I, I reinvigorated my my love for finance through crypto, which is uh, <laughs> pretty weird, but and also unbecoming. But but I, I'm digging it and I love it. And so I went down the rabbit hole, figured out uh, and, and learned a bunch of new things, and eventually found my way to Cardano and and different exchanges and how um, not to buy <laughs> crypto on yeah. Robinhood, obviously. And yeah. Um, and I ended up getting into Cardano um, around three cents. I think it was my my original purchase was like 0. 0.034 cents, and I held that till when we hit about a dollar and thirty two, and then I redistributed a bunch. But that was uh, that was sort of my big crypto play that that kind of launched my and reinvigorated my love for finance through crypto. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. I think. Uh, the main thing I got out of that is that you're like a secret millionaire because you bought into Bitcoin early, and, <laughs> and, and you don't actually know it. <laughs> I don't. I do not have that account actually at all. And oh that's and gosh. you know what's even worse is is I think my dad had like um, a few hundred or a few thousand bitcoins in like 2013, and he oh used them God. to buy a VPN or some VPN service before there were big name services like NordVPN and stuff. And so he purchased a bunch of those for hundreds Dude. of thousands of bitcoins. Yeah, big. It's mistake. amazing, like how many stories of those there are. I think I just saw a tweet uh, about somebody who bought. Um, oh gosh, I can't. I can't even remember now. Um, they just, you know, like people. Oh, they bought pizza. They bought pizza with Bitcoin for like. They gave somebody like ten thousand Bitcoin for two yeah. pizzas. You know. That's insane. Did you just see um, Rick uh, Rick McCracken, one of the uh, one of the bigger Cardano community members, just did a uh, Cardano or or ADA purchase for for a couple of pizzas just to kind of recre- recreate that same story. So that way, you know, no ten way. years from now, when when ADA's you know uh, through the roof, he can go back and say, you know, I bought two pizzas which are worth now you know a few million dollars. <laughs> yeah, I feel I like everybody's gonna do that. I mean, I bought I bought like small things with ADA too, and it's like <laughs> yeah. Part, part of me is like, ah, oh, man, how much of this is like um, a store of value and it's going to grow in value? And then how much of it is just the new economy? And I yeah. just want to like only do anything in ADA. But anyway. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's awesome. What I mean, so like, I guess maybe my, my next question would be, you know, the, the intersection of crypto and finance, it's probably not really an intersection, right? It's probably more like an evolution of what was already there. Definitely, definitely an evolution. And um, I'm a little, I'm actually a little um, upset about where we are right now. And I know, obviously, it's early. The The entire decentralized finance space is very young. Um, I'm a little disappointed at, at what it's becoming right now. And it seems like it's just a, you know, reinvention of traditional finance with what's going on with these, you know, uh, pre-sale rounds, the front running of these projects, the massive amount of fees that, that don't have that, that literally, you know, don't have to be there, Uh, which is unlike, you know, Ethereum where it was, it's built into their protocol, but I'm talking of these other like layer two, um, solutions or these other DeFi projects with built-in fees that, that are astronomical and that, that just should not be there. But Sure. So I'm a little disappointed where we're at right now, but I'm definitely hopeful and bullish about where it's going. I mean, yeah, I think you're always going to have that replication of those old standards, right? Um, even yeah, when you 100%. even when you have new context, but um, the the good news is there's a lot of 
there's a lot of uh, opportunity for retail players to have tools that didn't exist before. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, you know, the thing that I'm most excited about with with in terms of finance, right? Because if if you, crypto, blockchain, and the abstraction of finance is a, is a pretty interesting topic because crypto and blockchain could be used for almost any industry. Yep. But what I'm most excited about for finance itself is being able to provide, you know, traditional financial investment vehicles that literally just are not available to right. 90, you know, 5% of the world, right? Like, right. I won't get into specifics as I, I wrote a couple articles about like what, what type of, you know, investment vehicles those could be, whether it be, you know, different insurance products or, you know, debt instruments for agriculture or whatever, you know, those, those type of, um, those type of investment vehicles would be absolutely yeah. game changing. And if we could bring that onto a blockchain and make them available for the retail trader game over. Yep. Yep. Super exciting. Um, okay. So I'll, I guess we'll say last question for you and then we can switch over to kind of my backstory, but, um, why, why a goose? <laughs> I told you I had to ask the question. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. The goose is honestly, it's, um, as arbitrary as any cartoon character. When I first got into Twitter, um, I was actually fat cat. Um, and it was just, I, I like wanted to just more. be a, yeah, exactly. I wanted to be. A, I wanted to be some sort of animal that was like a little aristocratic, right? Like the aristocats. Yeah. Smart. yeah. Um, but then, I think I kind of fell in love with. Um, literally, I just fell in love with the picture of this goose with a suit on. And I was like, "That's hilarious!" With a little monocle, and I was like, "You know what? Time for a rebrand." And I went yeah, to Mister awesome. Goose instead. <laughs> oh, it's still totally awesome. It. Yeah, I love it. But that. honestly, you know, the 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 entire crypto space is like. Um, I'm not the entire crypto space. I'm sorry. Like a, a large portion of the crypto space is pseudonymous and are pseudo anonymous. Yeah. And I, I would yeah. like to also do the same because, you know, there, there are pluses and there are minuses, but. Yep. Yeah, no, I totally get it. I think I've mentioned to you before, like, I kind of wish that I had been able to get like build my online presence uh, anonymously. But, you know, I was too naive and stupid when I first got on the Internet to really do that. <laughs> so, um, so, I mean, you know, that's a nice segue, I suppose, to how I got into crypto and stuff. But, um, yeah, yeah, well, th yeah, thanks for telling us about your backstory. It's it's definitely helpful. And, and I'm super excited to do this podcast with you. So, um, Same. so my background, I'm a software engineer by trade. Um I never went to college, so I kind of have like a background of uh, just learning uh, self-starter, you know, whatever you want to call it, but really mostly just breaking things until I figured out how they work, um, which can be a skill and also probably a pet peeve of my wife. Um, but yeah, so, you know, it's interesting because I didn't actually start in software. Um, I started in graphic design um, probably, I want to say maybe 15 years ago, I was super into user interface design and, uh, and websites in general, I actually blogged a ton back when WordPress was, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say WordPress was in its infancy, but it was, um, it was not the behemoth it is today. Right. Right. And, um, yeah, I just like started, I was sick of, um, my website looking like everybody else's website, um, all the pre-made themes and everything. So I would kind of like, take my blog and, and spend hours just tweaking the CSS and, and all the code behind it to kind of make it unique. And that kind of like led into, 
hey, I can, I would rather be able to build the things that I design. Um, right. And, you know, and, and from there, just kind of like grew into opportunities, different jobs. Um, mostly every job that I've taken has been a stepping stone to learn something that I, I didn't like, I, you know, you get hired at a job and you sort of reach a bar, um, or a plateau of, of new things. And, um, and so then I would kind of get the itch to start something else. But, um, beside that, I, I also always had these like side projects, um, that I would do. And I probably reinvented my, my personal brand a hundred times. Um, a lot of people who follow me still follow me back from like, you know, when I was, uh, selling or not, not even selling. I was giving away WordPress themes, just open source, like on GitHub. And, uh, yeah, so it's been kind of like a, this wild ride and meandering around. I'm also kind of like entrepreneurial. So I always have like these ideas of new companies or ideas to start, um, which is sort of like where the crypto drip came from, but that was also like a foray into, into podcasting, which is something I always wanted to do, but not something that I ever really felt confident to do or, or, or even like, you know, what am I going to talk about? Right. Is always the question. Um, and that's kind of where, you know, I got into crypto. Like I do remember back when crypto, um, being a software engineer, like I had, I had exposure to the blockchain space just by, um, similarities. Uh, but it wasn't necessarily like in, on my radar until probably maybe a couple years ago or so. Um, and I, I just remember uh, seeing Bitcoin like back when it was like 10 bucks a Bitcoin or something. And I really, really wanted to mine it. Like I wanted to mine it so bad, but I didn't have a computer. <laughs> and I was like, I don't, I think, um, I think I had just gotten married. So I got married back in like 2013. Um, and I've got like three little boys right now. So my family has kind of grown substantially since then, but, um, somewhere around the time when Bitcoin was like a dollar, I was like, Hey honey, I really want to like mine this stuff. And she was like, no. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and that was like, wow. The convers- that was the end of the conversation. Cause I was like, yeah, it's probably just a fad, you know? Um, imagine, imagine the life path you'd be on if the answer was yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And I was always like, Oh man, like, so the second time I came around crypto, cause it kind of went through that big winter, right. Of, yeah. uh, going on the sidelines where everybody thought was like, well, this was like a big hype or a big dream. Um, and it kind of disappeared and I wasn't a part of that, but I was like on the outside watching like the rest of the, uh, I don't want to say, well, yeah, you could probably say the world, um, was like, well, Bitcoin was cool, but it's right. like over. Right. Right. And then it and then it started coming back even before March, even before the the pandemic crash. Um, it started coming back onto the horizon, and I was like, "Hey, you know, there's something really like profound of a technology. If it goes like it, if it hypes, it crashes, and then it comes back again. Like it gets back up off the ground. That's right, like, like a, a sense of non fragile, you know, right uh, asset. Yeah." Yeah, it like gives it sort of that, the, the narrative hardness, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it kind of, I, I just, I saw that and I was like, yeah, I don't think crypto is going anywhere. Um, and right. so then I started researching, obviously, during, I, I wasn't, um, I didn't get into investing in crypto until kind of it rebounded from the crash. But 
Um, and, and fun fact, you know, like finances and stuff like I, I have never even bought stock. Like, so my personal exposure into financial, um, assets is, it's pretty limited purely to crypto, which I, I actually like because it's such, it's such a new technology and I'm so like geared towards new technologies anyway. Like mm-hmm. even, even as a software engineer, I, there's nothing more fun than, you know, trying out a new technology or a new framework that comes out. And that's kind of yeah. like the place that I live in. So crypto just fits naturally into that narrative. Yeah. It might actually be to your favor to have zero exposure to the traditional markets, you know, like investing yeah. in crypto is completely abstracted away from investing in equities in terms of the way that you would do um, fundamental analysis. Technical analysis obviously Mm. could be the same, except for the fact that, you know, the entire market's 10 years old, you know? So there isn't these macro trends that you could follow um, other than the fact that you could kind of, you know, place certain things uh, across similar assets, like for instance, Bitcoin to gold or, you know, some mm. sort of project uh, or crypto that, you know, is looking to replace some other type of project. And then you could kind of look back and trace or track similar um, market patterns and 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 paste them over to crypto. But other than yeah. that, investing in crypto is entirely different. And like understanding, yeah. you know, um, understanding the way that people think um, in terms of investor sentiment within the space, that's kind of like, I mean, that's not kind of, that is where you make the money. If you're, if you're going to be doing, you know, any type of swing trading or short trading, um, it's just understanding yeah. how people think within the crypto markets and they're completely different than how people think in the equities market. So maybe, it, maybe it's to your advantage that you have, <laughs> you haven't had exposure yeah. to uh, traditional, uh, investing, well, so that's cool. And I tried, you know, I tried the whole like swing trading thing and, and pretty quickly decided, no, that's way too much stress for me. Like, right. um, and then, and then that's where it was like, Hey, blockchain is, is like this giant supercomputer, right? That right. that we can all um, uh, mutually benefit from, and right. and so I kind of shifted like my investing strategies to more of this long term investment of what's the next Google or what's the next internet, um, and that's right. a lot easier for me to see on the landscape because I see the shortcomings of traditional centralized software, um, right? And so that's kind of like you know it's kind of this interesting, and that's why I'm so happy to do this podcast with you because. You know, my my perspective is a lot more technological um, in terms of, you know, the underlying infrastructure that powers blockchain and what its possibilities are. Um, and and you actually have a, a really great grasp on that, which is awesome because, you know, I can talk about it and you're not just like staring at me blankly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which is going to happen when you talk about finance and I'm going to ask you all the questions and be like, what, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be awesome. right around here that we wrapped up our episode introductory episode of the crypto drip if you like what you heard go ahead and head on over to thecryptodrip.com slash join and sign up for free or a premium member to gain access to the discord channel and much much more until next time thank you for tuning in this is calvin signing out